0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on KSLPodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of today's episode. uh, It's been kind of an up-and-down show in terms of the themes. We've talked about some exciting things, some encouraging things, and we have on the other side of the spectrum talked about some uh, heartbreaking realities. Uh, And I so hope that as the story unfolds in Idaho, as reports of human remains found at Chad Daybell's property after the execution of a search warrant, I sure hope that it's not those kids. I sure hope it's not those kids. Ever since the beginning of this story, the biggest fear that you and I have all felt most certainly is that when this story was all told, that it would be a heartbreaking ending. And while it's looking more and more like that heartbreak is on the horizon, there are still... A few moments left where we can cling to this hope. And hopefully, 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 uh, we do not learn the worst. Hopefully we learn that some mistake has been made and those human remains were, oh, that's just a mule deer buried out there, laid down and died at some point. No, not, not human, our bad. I'd love to hear that. Let's hold on to that hope for a little bit longer. It's expected later today that the Rexburg Police Department, uh, alongside the FBI and the other jurisdictions involved in this case, will deliver added information. Chad Daybell, we know right now, is in police custody, uh, not yet charged or uh, you know facing any charges at the moment. The last we heard was that he was simply there in police custody uh, to answer some questions. Uh, there are images though just after a traffic stop, which appeared to show Mr. Daybell being led away by authorities in handcuffs, at least with his hands behind his back. That's not usually a good indication when it's just going to be a friendly sit-down chat. Anyway, uh, more information available, of course, at kslnewsradio.com. Uh, we've got reporters in route to it. We will follow this through uh, to the end. Uh, you can rest assured that you will get the up-to-date information on this story and all stories uh, here at KSL News Radio and at KSLNewsRadio.com. Uh, just a few moments before you and I say goodbye for this Tuesday, and uh, there was a headline that caught my eye earlier today, and uh, it sent me on uh, a little bit of a of a rabbit hole or a tangent rather. I, I looked back into history and learned something uh, rather impressive, if I'm honest, about the IBM company. Yeah, IBM. Yeah, like uh, computers and technology or whatever. You know, before (laughs) before Silicon Slopes and Silicon Valley and uh, such like that, there was IBM. Well, IBM today has announced that it will be canceling its facial recognition programs. CNN Business reports that IBM is canceling its facial recognition programs and calling for urgent public debate on whether the technology should be used in law enforcement. IBM has a a new CEO, Arvind Krishna is the new CEO of the company, and yesterday sent a letter to Congress, to a handful of members of Congress, uh, and it reads, Dear Senators Booker and Harris and Representatives Bass, Jeffries, and Nadler. Now, before I share with you this letter, I have to say I'm not 100% sure uh, why he selected these five members of Congress uh, to whom he addressed this letter. Uh, It's Representative Karen Bass, who I do know is the head of the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, Also, uh, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris of the United States Senate, and then back onto the House side, Hakeem Jeffries and Jerry Nadler. I, I'm not sure what the tie is that binds these five uh, members of Congress. If there's, and I and I touched base with some of my former colleagues in Congress, I said, "What what is it that unifies uh, these five individuals, making them together uh, deserving of a letter from the CEO of IBM?" They couldn't quite figure it out. So I'll, I'll leave it to you. If you have any idea uh, why these five were selected, let me know. Shoot me a text or send me a Facebook message. But the letter reads, and this is where. This is where that tangent comes in, that rabbit hole, that little piece of history of which I was unaware. The current CEO of IBM writes to those members of Congress, quote, in September 1953, more than a decade before the passage of the Civil Rights Act, IBM took a bold stand in favor of equal opportunity. Thomas J. Watson, Jr., then president of IBM, wrote to all employees, quote, each of the citizens of this country has an equal right to live and work in America. It is the policy of this organization to hire people who have the personality, talent, and background necessary to fill a given job, regardless of race, color, or creed. Close quote. How about that? 1953, September, that's a decade before the Civil Rights Act is passed, IBM, the president then, Thomas Watson Jr., wrote to all employees that everyone is deserving of a job and that the organization would hire people who have the requisite personality, talent, and background, regardless of race, color, or creed. I admire that. I admire that a great deal. The letter to these members of Congress today continues, Watson backed up this statement with action, refusing to enforce Jim Crow laws at IBM facilities. Yet nearly seven decades later, the horrible and tragic deaths of George Floyd... Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor, and too many others remind us that the fight against racism is as urgent as ever. To that end, IBM would like to work with Congress in pursuit of justice and r- racial equity, focused initially in three key policy areas, police reform, responsible use of technology, and broadening skills and educational opportunities. And then the letter continues, and it breaks down in further detail these three areas of focus, specifically this area of responsible use of technology. You remember, I started talking to you about this whole deal because IBM has made the announcement that they will cancel facial recognition programs. That's big brother stuff. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? The explanation by IBM says, IBM no longer offers general purpose IBM facial recognition or analysis software. Think about how much money, think about how much money IBM is saying, yeah, not, uh, we're not interested in that money because we don't feel that it is proper for us to pursue this type of technology. IBM no longer offers general purpose IBM facial recognition or analysis software. IBM firmly opposes and will not condone uses of any technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors for mass surveillance, racial profiling, or violations of human rights or freedoms. I think it's admirable. Tell me what you think. 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union Text Line, and that's gonna do it for our time together today on this program live, Mike. I'm gonna step aside, make way for the great great Jeff Kaplan. As he brings to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.